Greetings and welcome to the Beyond Earth show. I am your host, Ray Trujillo, and I just wanted to extend my gratitude for all of your presence today and your participation. You're all beautiful souls, and together we make this world a more divine, more enlightened place to inhabit and share amongst our fellow uh, let's say, uh, otherworldly kingdom creatures and our animal kingdom creatures and also our plant and crystal kingdom. And we thank the holy universe and the divine creator, of course, Heavenly Father, God, and all of the majesty that does reside within all of us. And we just need prompts at times to be reminded that we are all integrated and so unique with this beauty and in the kingdom of God lies within each and every one of us, regardless of any belief system. You are created in the image of God, the mirror of the reflecting God, and that is the ultimate in the essence, let's say, of our soul's journey from our conception to into our let's say, transformation, and also into the rebirth pool. And so the cycle, and so it begins and continues to begin again and again in that place of renewal. And so when I speak of this, I just wanted to extend my gratitude again to subscribers, the new subscribers, and any new audience members, and those of you that are familiar with the show. I do always like to interject that this show is for everyone of all paths, of all walks of life, all belief systems, non-belief systems, whatever is is your perspective, whatever is pertinent to your individual preference, your choice. And so this is a show for everyone. And um, I did want to mention a few things because we're in the beginning of July 1st, 2023, and we are having a full moon in Capricorn. And um, yes, while we're in the cancer season, we're experiencing the full moon in Capricorn. And that begins, depending on where you are on this side of the equator or the other side, um, that's July 3rd. Now, during this particular moon cycle, it is truly an element of shift and change and motivation and this propelling call for execution, let's say, um, execution of plans, goals to fulfill, and also inclusive of that dreams, desires. And when when I speak of this, and I'm going to elaborate, of, of course, but when I speak of dreams and desires, perhaps if there was a dream that was prior deferred, let's say, that maybe this is in this cycle in which this could be an opportune time to revisit that goal, revisit that dream. Not so much similarity as in Mercury retrograde where we revisit, where we redo. This is a little bit of a different alignment due to the fact of some other planetary alignments that are conducive with this particular time and place in our time-space continuum. And so in this motivational 
energy, let's say, the uh, particular phase of excelling. And so when I speak of excel, I also apply that with task and commitment to the task and following through. And you may have been somewhat remiss. Uh, I'm speaking in a general wholesome, myself included, that all of us may have experienced moments where we are experiencing that remiss feeling in that commencement of getting ready to launch, getting ready to lift off, and also where we have that seemingly hesitant, apprehensive mm, thought of mm, doubt, right? And where we're seemingly avoiding doing something or avoiding approaching something. And so when I speak of that, there are many of you out there that may be familiar with what I'm referring to for your own personal directive in your life. Yet I'm going to elaborate again that perhaps your personal Mount Kilimanjaro or addressing that, climbing it up and then also descending down takes a great deal of planning, execution, follow through, conditioning, and stamina and tenacity, of course, to be able to do that. Yet the good news is that this is the time, in essence, to really apply within a safe, reasonable mental and spiritual space, of course, to go forth and do your best to excel and to confront your Mount Kilimanjaro, or also metaphorically, we could call it your skeletons in the closet. If it's on a deeper shadow self in the place in which we metaphorically, of course, speaking of the skeletons in the closet, yet in this, it's a very, let's say, like I call it a hybrid. So in the sign of Capricorn, it is the mythological sea goat. And when I speak of mythological sea goat, one can imagine and sum up so much of the variety within constructs of visualization, yet just focus on what it represents as opposed to the ebb and flow of maybe the body, the hybrid dynamic of it, yet there is a specific paramount necessity when I do describe the actual mechanism and the duality of what the sea goat encompasses. And so there is this strength with duality. And when we go into yin and the yang and the balance of such, right, and we go into... I would say that nurturative element in which in the moment of our mythological sea goat, that in that Capricorn element, there is such this, I would say, necessity to fixate oneself on the sacredness of nurturing, the sacredness of allowing that nurturative element to dwell within the self, to absorb within the self, to also reabsorb it. Because sometimes we are, as humans, we have a, a, a proclivity to soon forget what we have really been striving to learn with conscious reconditioning. And it is normal that repetition with wisdom is an essential aspect of our learning system and our formula 
of how we integrate and how we improve, yet there's that repetition with wisdom constantly to remind ourselves that we are worthy of that nurturative aspect. And so when I speak of the nurturative aspect and in that duality of providing oneself certain elements that are in conjunction, I will say it that way, that there is, again, nurturative, that is that loving, that um, soothing, like a soothing spiritual balm for the soul, for the self, for the etheric body, the emotional body, the mental body, the psycho-spiritual body, the meta-human aspect in our material form. And so when we have that, it seems beautiful and fine, yet there's always the contrast of the verboten challenge, right? So when we hear the word challenge, that can ignite a myriad of different emanations within anyone. And there could be a group, 10%, that may have this invoked feeling of uh, dread and doom. And then there's another percentage that would say, I'm ready for the challenge. Bring it forth. I am ready for it. I'm here for the call of duty. And so when I speak of combining the two and balancing out nurturing aspects, challenging aspects, and I'll get into the emotional aspect of that in a moment, but if one takes a moment to truly analyze and interpret the details of the metaphysical seagoat in which I'm speaking of, that is the symbol of the Capricorn, the celestial body, the celestial body of our solar system, our beautiful starry night sky, and our galactic council, our kingdom in the heavens above us that consist and comprise of so many beautiful emanations that are dated way back since the beginning of our comprehension. And we can even go to Galileo, Copernicus, and I, we, I just, I, I'll di- I di- I'm digressing. So perhaps I'll go back to this, that when we focus on the nature of the fluidity of the seagoat, of the body, the engagement of acknowledging the divine human emotion, emotions are very fluid. And that's why when we have the moon cycles and the changes and the tides, that there is much to consider with that the moon is in alignment with our emotional bodies in our inherent selves, epigenetically, ancestrally, and it's literally within our DNA that no one can deny that we are these beautiful beings that are magnificent and phenomenal and capable of so much this uh, magnificence, yet also the pragmatism, the logistic aspects of ourselves, the aspect in which we have this contained vessel. And so in our contained vessel, in the construct of our uh, pituitary and our adrenal system and a lot of how we function with our emotional bodies, And when we experience a great deal of stress and so forth and emotional stress, there is that flow in which the cycles of life and the cycles of our inherent selves do experience that we cannot always be at a consistent baseline of joy 
and happiness constantly, there has to be something to contend with to center us back to core. So when we are confronted with such challenges in the duality of that self-love and self-nurturing, and when we look at the sea goat and we see the fluidity of the body, and we see that the lower half is literally like, almost like a fluid, uh, like a serpent, like fish, beautiful and capable of just, when I say go with the flow, I truly mean going with the flow, going with the flow of that full spectrum approach in that nurturing engagement of the self and acknowledging that in that divine human form of our emotional sector within us and what we're capable of in our subtle bodies and our emotional bodies and our etheric bodies and our soul star, that there is this beyond a higher calling in which when we feel that adjustment in the lunar cycles, let's say, um, also with the magneto shield and our grand solar minimum, and we're going through a 12,000 year cycle, of course, and so there's much to contend with when we're in our human vessel, but in our spiritual bodies, in our emotional bodies that do get affected by all of these cycles, planetary and also in the Earth's shifts and cycles, and then in our own personal emotional and spiritual cycles in which we ascend and we go through different variations of ascension and integration and also when we commence into a new initiation and also a secondary initiation and so forth whatever is sequential from there when we really stop to think of that and we go into that hybrid aspect of ourself and also the sea goat in which there's that there's that beautiful balance, the yin and the yang, in which the upper body of the sea goat, it truly has, I would say, connotates that mighty essence, that very steadfast, that assuredness, sure-footedness, whatever you would like to classify it as. Yet there's this relentlessness that truly presides with that, and it lives within that Capricorn strengths in that fortification. And when I speak of this, and speaking of where the planet is right now in that notion, and there are individual Capricorns out there, and also in people with their sun sign is in Capricorn, or they have a different placement in houses and so forth. So I'm just literally speaking across the board generally to everyone because this is what we're approaching. And so I see the parallelism and I see how it can be drawn in to assist us in our daily lives. So this is merely just to help people to kind of, I guess, equate and to quantify and their own way of, I would say, their own interpretation of it. So they can take from it what they will and whatever they don't want to take, that's also wonderful as well. Yet, when we look at the strength and that fortification to confront challenges, so hereby, when I say that there's the planetary alignment and we have, when I speak planetary alignment wise, that it is a prime time for that personal development to confront such challenges with the balance and duality of nurturing and also nurturing others as well, but of course, nurturing the self. And so when we confront our 
Mount Kilimanjaro or those metaphorical skeletons in the closet, right? In Castle Grayskull, like He-Man, you know, we'll just go there. That perhaps there's this inclination within ourselves that if we truly do commence with this personal development desire to confront a necessity, uh, something that has been remiss within ourselves that we were maybe afraid to confront or ashamed to confront. So when we allow the planetary functions that God's created, this most beautiful divine universe for all of us that we are so grateful to share and coexist and inhabit with one another and cohabit with one another as well. Um, this is when we can truly utilize the implementation of that nurture of self and self-nurture. And, and I'll say it again, because repetition is wisdom, that there is that highly imperative notion of that we can confront, we can consider we can acquiesce, we can create healthy boundaries, we can assert our healthy boundaries, we can be ripe for the challenge, we can truly fortify whatever in our mental construct and our attitudinal right thought action to fortify that and set it into motion for ourselves and for others as well. Yet when we do go into that, and it is a prime time for that, then it is highly imperative that during this time that we have a potential to face all the varieties of such challenges. And so when we are faced with the varieties of challenges, we also must armor up in the shield of the Heavenly Father and Archangel Michael and also the Holy Spirit. Or if you want to utilize the golden uh, bubble of, let's say, you can utilize any goddess or any angel that you want, but there are a lot of dualities that do work for people. I mean, a lot of, uh, let's say, combinations as well. So when I speak of the challenges, and then I also continue with the Capricorn's duality and the strength that can assist with the planetary celestial being bodies that are remnants, let's say, they're reflections, and they're also... Um, let's say, time assisters. They assist with our time and also planning with proaction, with also prayer and manifestation and our faith in um, a higher being, if you want to call it God, Buddha, Atma, Shiva, whatever one wants to classify, or if not, that's fine also. Yet, I do want to bring up, this is very imperative that I mention this because this is coming up very soon that I do remind everyone that when we're going through this particular alignment, that there is a great deal of be prepared for any heightened senses of hypercriticism, uh, that if one endures an exacerbation of certain sensitivities, uh, hypersensitivities, and I will say this, um, the self-punishment as well, self-denigrating discourse, inner dialogue, or even negative discourse to others. This is the time that there are many emotional bodies coming to the surface and which it's the time to kind of redesignate the energy of challenge and redefining your success, redefining your healing and just a plethora of elements. Yet 
the reason I mention this even more is because we're also aligned with Pluto right now. And Pluto is in, and I'll get into that in a moment, but we're having this, which is literally going to be perhaps for most of us that are alive today, the last in our lifetime in general that we will have this particular axis transit, but we're also in cancer as well. And that's a whole other thing, element that gets thrown into that whenever you're feeling a little bit off kilter going forward for maybe a little time being for, let's just say hypothetically the next six weeks a little bit, and it might smooth out a little bit more over the next few months, of course, but this is the time to power up and empower yourself truly. And many of you out there may be feeling that this is completely aligned with your own specific journey for you, what you're implementing. But when I speak of this hypersensitivity and the, let's say, hypercriticism, hypercritical people, hypercritical to self, the perfectionist within that you feel like you just didn't finish that book because you never thought you were good enough. Well, this is the time actually that you confront that challenge with that self-nurturing you talk to your boss for that raise. You talk to your neighbor about that you want to actually do something and partner with them, build a fence together, something, just anything. It's time to face that challenge, but also amplify and seal yourself up with a shield of self-love. But when you go into the utility of improving yourself and you heal and you you engage with transcending and the application of the shift of perspective and when you engage with that and you implement that and it's truly your desire to ascend from the depths to have your own transformation to supersede anything that was negative before you this is a time coming up that i will say again and again and again that there is the axis of cancer, which creates the behavior and emotion in that place, because in the lunation of Capricorn, which is literally on the axis of cancer. So cancer is a benevolent sign, but it is also very, um, they hold emotion deep within. So just imagine that it's a very highly emotional, intensive sign, yet it's also, uh, it produces a great deal of humanitarian aspects and a great deal of benevolence and love because it's all feelings, yet there's so much of this, uh, the watery sign, again, back to the lunar, back to the moon and the tide, and that correlates with the water elements as well. And going with the flow in which the Capricorn, the sea goat has that element there, so I'm digressing again. Yet, however, I will say that when you have all of these elements, it is beneficial to engage with implementation of right thought, action, attitudinal adjustments, check in, check in if daily, if weekly. And I'm not saying that this is a cataclysmic planetary. That's not, I'm not the expert. I'm just speaking of what I know, but I'm literally just mindful of people's emotions. I'm mindful of people's feelings. I'm mindful of, I want everyone to be happy and to succeed and to feel good, even if there are some, uh, let's say, motivational urges to climb that mountain, clean up that metaphorical skeletons in the closet, get that task accomplished, finish your book, ask your boss for the raise, 
talk to your neighbor about, you know, sharing, uh, you know, something together. So whatever it may be that you were halting yourself because you were afraid or you were not ready, it's time because there is that strength and that duality, yet balancing out with the emotional integration of hypersensitivity within the self Yes, there's a great deal to consider there, but this is why it's so imperative to truly remind the self with reinforcement and that when we have that, let's say, willingness to heal and the willingness to succeed and also to bypass, and that's a very important word right now, um, <clears throat> when we bypass irregularities of the negative false separative ego, the 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 negative ego that convinces you and persuades you that you're unworthy, that you will never achieve, that you will never attain. Well, we can call that, you know, the dark side saying that. We can call that the negative, the shadow self. We can consider that in many ways because the Christ consciousness aspect always speaks to you, your light hope, your love of self that you are worthy of course you're worthy of course you can achieve i god heavenly father created you even if you have a different perspective of things i'm still loving you we all have guardian angels that are pointed to us at birth and i'll get into that another time yet when i speak of this it is always the doubt that has its way of tilting and persuading us into delving further into this abyss of doubt and an abyss of this negative thought action in which we are actually creating that magnetism to magnetize that negative energy to come away and to, yes, and there's times that we have this hope that, that yes, we hope that, you know, that um, Julia is cured of stage four leukemia and, and then, you know, she doesn't make it, but we have hope and hope is what keeps us alive. And then there's hope in the most, in, I would say, uh, mysterious circumstances. And it's like a miracle that unfolds. And so if there's such a significance with maintaining this energy field of self-love and also self-empowerment and also that belief in the self that, yes, I do deserve love. Yes, I do deserve health. Yes, I do deserve prosperity. I do deserve to finish my book or receive the the raise from my boss or I do deserve and I will do everything it takes for me to facilitate what I feel I deserve because I know consciously that I have worked exceedingly hard to achieve this and I've done a great deal of work on myself. I've done a great deal of work for others. I've served humanity. I've served animals. I've served your associates, your neighbors whatever you want to classify, you're creating great energy in that way. And it can be exhausting, yes. But when you're creating that great energy, you have to remind yourself that you are worthy, you are worth it, and that you are capable. And your day will come, your great, beautiful day, your treasure trove day will arrive. And when it does arrive, it rains and it pours. And so Sometimes God gets out all of the murk to create the lotus flower and also the diamond, right? So so essentially, this is a time to activate in your benevolence of self and 
if you're going to be in love with yourself at any other time, this is a wonderful time to be in love with yourself. And I'm not speaking in the clinical terminology of narcissistic personality disorder. That is a whole different spectrum altogether. I am speaking of what God wants all of everyone, every one of his children to love ourselves. God loves you, wants you to love yourself. The universe loves you, wants you to love yourself. Your guardian angels, each and every one of you out there, appointed to you at birth, wants you to love yourself, and you are loved unconditionally. So I just wanted to also declare that as well. So when we truly do consider that when we entreat upon this world with this newfound gumption, this newfound proactivity to really look at risk averse and mitigate the, let's say, spikes in the road just to make sure that, you know, we are on a pristine path. We do our best. We do our very best. And that's all that we can ask for. And when we say to ourselves that, yes, I'm manifesting my beautiful day with self-love, I am manifesting my day with prosperity increase. I am manifesting my day with beautiful health. I really want to contribute to the world today. How do I contribute to the world? You know, dear Father, dear God, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? And who would you have me speak to? I'm here to do my Father's business. And so all of us in some capacity are here to do our Father's business or our business in general, right? Yet, in this particular time that we are, let's say, uh, receiving, because I feel and speak of time in a certain timeline in which we are at times in hyperspace and we are interdimensional and that we can travel into other dimensions at times. And like I was mentioning in our most previous show and I was getting into the cycle of death when we are in our nightly sleep or daily sleep, if you're sleeping during the day, that we have that magnetic etheric cord that connects us. And it's like that beautiful tether that tethers us to the earth, to our vessel, into our dense material body. Well, in the same way in which that occurs daily and nightly for all of us that are living on planet earth, We also have the ability to literally transcend in the interdimensional sphere and space of when we're praying, when we're chanting, when we're doing yogic exercises, if you're doing Tai Chi, if you're doing martial arts, if you're diving, if you're fencing, any athletic activity, walking even, even if you're rebounding or you're jumping on a trampoline and you're on a trapeze. Any time that you're out of body in your way, when your physical body is in that vehicle, in that motion, there's so much that the mind is at rest in that moment. Even though it's in this activation mode of form and function, there is that moment in which the DMT molecules in the brain, the microtubulae, so much of the mirror neurons and so forth start to have this element of when the visualization of the next dimension starts to entreat into the self. And then it can come through in your subconscious and your higher conscious when you're sleeping. And, you know, some people, you know, they have this where it's, they're not sure if it's their imagination or not. And 
that's also something that one could consider with a write it down. If they share themselves with, if they share it with someone they trust, there's a lot to have a intellectual discourse and uh, let's say a conversation regarding that particular experience. And of course, having an open mind and having an open spirit and open soul is one of the directives in the formula for receiving all of those, let's say, the the beautiful visions that are full of this magnanimous life force. And so those visions can help us hold on and prolong our hope. And also with our, when we observe essences and themes in our life. And so when I mentioned themes and observing themes in our lifetime, you know, some of you may have noticed recently that there may be cycles, themes and cycles and um, elements that are just not coincidence. It has to be something of merit to the soul, merit to the mind, merit to the heart place, merit to wherever the karmic journey of the soul is let's say coalescing to um there are moments of that and if any of you have had that even more recently even in the last couple years there is so much of that dynamic with that pluto that i was expressing earlier that you know with pluto being in this particular placement it is it's an anoretic degree. And so when it's in that place that there, it's literally in the last place in that, in our lifetime right now that we can have that, which is not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just part of our cycles. And so when we see the themes that present itself in this lifetime, the themes that show up in this particular life, we can totally consider and postulate was this a theme that occurred in a previous life? Was this a theme that is going to occur in my, if I don't reach nirvana and I don't reach the liberation of myself, or if I want to come back, it's all, that's all up for conjecture and discourse and civilized, uh, let's say, um, um, healthy theoretical debate. So, but when we look at that and the themes, what themes do we want to address now? What themes do we want to address tomorrow? Well, at times, tomorrow's never promised to us, right? That's actually Satan's favorite day is tomorrow because tomorrow's never promised. But, and I'm not getting so technical there, but there is truth in that. So sometimes we do have to confront certain things today even if it's in our mind and we pray about it, we journal about it, we manifest about it, we chant about it, we give it to God, we give it to the universe, we give it to a friend, a counselor, we give it to a team of God, the archangels, we give it to the team of saints, we give it to anyone that we feel comfortable sharing, human or non-human. So you literally give it and you surrender that thought, you release it into the ethers. You don't wait till tomorrow because tomorrow may be a little more, it might be a little different at times, right? So in that capacity though, when 
you have the observational placement of those themes, the repetitions of cycles that seem to just continuously come up even in one lifetime, but if it feels familiar, as if it's been present long before this particular incarnation is concerned, there is a great deal that I wanted to discuss about extending into from my death and transformation topic, the dharma, the life's purpose of the soul, and also the reincarnation rebirth pool and our soul's contracts. And so these are all very at times sensitive yet exciting uh, ruminations to consider, to contemplate and discuss, and just to have that self-introspection where you have that inner dialogue with yourself and you consider, you know, what could be, why is this occurring in my life? Hmm, this feels like it's been something that my soul is inherently familiar with. And some instances can also occur epigenetically, also and ancestrally, in which there's such an attachment to such this ingrained element that it literally will present itself in our physical body when we choose to have the physical body in the rebirth pool, so we can thereby address it, address the challenge. Again, here we go with addressing the challenge and application of the nurturative notion with the challenge, yet also being aware of the behavior and the emotional element that is present. And I'm just juxtaposing all of that together in this moment to share because I'm redirecting back that everything I speak of has its own relative perspective that all equates into one sum that embodies so much that I say yes, but there are many avenues and angles in which to phrase it and form it together because these are elements that cannot just be summed up in a mere sentence. So it is very crucial that these notions are expressed and with technicalities, of course, so everyone can understand what, and that for themselves, so they can have that awareness. And the goal always in this life, besides our dharma, is self-actualization, right? And to create an enlightened self and to literally clear up any karmic or any uh, spiritual debts or also to receive the blessings from previous lives if one believes so if one does not then i will i'm just speaking to a sum of people and that's fine everyone has their own belief if they don't believe in reincarnation or they do yet i believe in reincarnation so i'm speaking to those that do and even if you don't it's maybe there's something that you could um just listen to and hear and you know partake in and just experience this uh, conversation this dialogue tribe uh, but, but in that shift and change though when i speak of that there is that i would say that cycle and which we're encountering that cycle again and again and again um or we feel it's so familiar and uh, or we meet a person that is so familiar to us that there is just by the grace of god how can that not be someone that we have known 
or not known or there's a lot even with animals especially but they have a different life cycle so of course that's going to be more apparent to us unless we're unless we've exceeded a certain time frame on this planet earth in this dimensional realm of let's say there's a certain element of age um but then we could go into children as well but when we have these <clears throat> capabilities to conjure and to ruminate upon that do we have the foresight do we have that innate awareness to really really look within and see that even if you don't believe in reincarnation what is it in this lifetime right here right now no matter how old you are no matter how young you are what is it in this particular lifetime that you're noticing that there is a cycle that there is a theme that you would like to address to improve and to purify and to make perfect here and to achieve a a beautiful lesson to achieve what's rightfully yours to achieve your divine rightful inheritance from the heavenly father or to also achieve and rectify something from a previous existence and again for those that don't believe in that there's what is it that you want to achieve what is it that you want to nullify rectify and improve and enhance in this particular time space continuum in this planet earth in this 2023 year and 2024 year ahead what is it that you want to confront what is it that you feel that innate desire to expand with and when i mention expand i will say this that in this particular moon cycle that we have in this um in this capricorn moon and there are elements that when we are climbing let's say that when we are reflecting with those cycles those themes and what we want to receive and what we want to transcend and when you're essentially climbing and transcending and moving onward and upward and through in that supreme capability of being expansive right so when we are in this mentally active place that's also this highly emotional place hence that application of nurture again combined with that challenge so we have that juxtaposition of nature nurture challenger and also behavior and expansive emotion and high mental activity so when we go into that expansion because there's expansion there's contraction those are elements that happen to us and when we have we actually when we have the divine laws of neutrality there's a contraction and there's also an expansion and i can get into that further at an upcoming show however when we do consider that we are reminded of that mental activity the emotional activity the spiritual activity and then we again remind ourselves that we have this adequate appropriate time that we can create for ourselves for that self reflection that inner meditation to truly feel our feelings and go inward do the hard work and if you're if you're not intrepid if you don't feel comfortable 
I always recommend that someone has someone that can assist them through it because sometimes it's not safe for oneself to go there deep, especially depending on dependent upon certain traumas. Yet, even if one goal wants to go inward for the day and you just want to go inward today for the day, today, not tomorrow, but today, just to say, you know what? I really do feel like I deserve a raise. And that's all you say. You just declare it. I really feel that I want to confront my my neighbor about something. It, bam. You just think that. You think that into action. And you're actually dispelling a cycle by confronting it, even in your mind, or you're speaking to God, the universe, your angels, Buddha, anything. And you're putting that into application. And you're actually leaving the emotional body because you're going into the pragmatic aspect and you're doing the application of that logistic right thought action combined with that juxtaposition of the self nurturing and also the challenge. And then when you insert upon the constructs of your mind and you truly, truly, truly amplify that right thought action and then you add in the gratitude it's a supernatural power truly and then self-love my goodness my goodness there is so much that you can gain from the attitudinal adjustments that can truly be i would say monumentous they're like monumentously helpful for all of us when we're in that place and we need help and we are observing and reflecting that, my goodness, I survived that. My goodness, look, you survived that. You actually were able to survive that and live to tell about it or live to share. And wow, you literally climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and you climbed, you descended downward and then you're going to do Mount Everest. And then you do, you climb up and you go downward, you're at base camp and you're navigating, you did the preparation, you worked so hard, you did it, you accomplished it. Wow, bravo, brava, congratulations. There is so much that when we look at the different stages of our life and we see that, my, my, my goodness, that I actually survived that. And it could be a myriad of survival mechanism from a myriad of onslaughts and injury in all forms. So I'm very sensitive to anyone out there that has endured a variety of suffrage. And so, but I applaud all of you that every day that you're alive, every day that you're still having a glimmer of hope, we applaud you and we amplify that hope with the heavenly spirit of God and the almighty kingdom of God is within you, protecting you always, illuminating you with light hope, and the angel of hope, the archangels are with you always. So when we go into the place of that right thought action and that culmination where we combine gratitude and we coalesce with the attitudinal adjustments, there is this increase of strength, this increase of I'm worthy, this increase of that I am confident that I am becoming increasingly more intrepid, that I have more discipline, 
that I have more tenacity, that I have more compassion for others, more compassion for self. And <clears throat> everything that you feel that you learn and you train with for yourself, you're learning it so you can truly love yourself so much. You can truly be so altruistic and so compassionate and that you increase your empathy. And that is when the magical elements start to entreat upon the self even more. If you were born with gifts, if you want to increase your gifts, there are formulas in which the self endures and you go through processes in which that all enhances and it grows and it grows and it grows. And there's that increasing self-awareness. And when you activate that confidence and you're having in that, I would say, envisioning of yourself, when you have that vision that you are literally reaching your goals, no matter what the challenge, um, and then you're feeling more feelings, and then you're actually capable of doing so much for others and serving humanity once you get to that place of you're transcending, you're healing. And so essentially, it's about redefining your perspective of success, redefining your perspective of love, redefining your perspective of health, and redefining your perspective of spiritual success, emotional healing, what we could say physical healing, psychological success through healing. And in most, I would say, aspects, um, when we look in the meta, the meta mind, the meta human aspects, there's a great deal to consider with the functionality and also when we apply the third dimensional realm in which it is a very material world, yet it is a very spiritual world at the same time. And so when I, which does lead me to continue and I'll begin to close off with that when in the recent transmissions that I have done on the BBS radio, on the Beyond Earth show, I had discussed at length the death and transformation principles and the quality of life and our life's purpose. And it is imperative that our soul comprehension, the soul's desire that truly seeks that enlightened path that is that we're not alone, that we realize and we recognize that we're never, ever, ever alone. And when I do speak of the soul's journey and also the soul's metamorphosis and the quality of life and the quality of life in this third dimensional realm, in the inner life, in the inner life plane, that, you know, there's much to contend with with the external plane. There's a great deal out there. We're not alone, folks. We're not alone. Yet, when we go through these shifts, through the evolution cycles of time in which we uncover our grand purpose and our dharma. And yet there's that self-actualization process in which that self-actualization principle that when we execute and when we excel, we surpass any challenge, big or small or mediocre, that we apply that form and function in the most strategic, beautiful way that is beneficial for ourselves and beneficial to all that we have around us and that we serve with love. And love is a supernatural power. You know, divinity is a supernatural power. 
the grace of God is, of course, a supernatural power of protection. And um, before we close, I did want to address that to all of you, if you're familiar or not familiar, there is a very, very, very powerful movie that has been long awaited with Jim Caviezel. It's based on a a true story with Tim Ballard, who helps the children with sex trafficking, uh, the sex trafficking trade. And it is very imperative that anyone out there, um, I recommend that you go to the website, uh, angelstudios.com and check it out. And there are people that will buy you a ticket if you don't want a ticket or if you, don't, if you can't purchase a ticket, they do have a pay it forward program. But there is a goal to have at least 2 million seats on the opening weekend, which is literally right now. So I just wanted to share that with everyone in case other people don't know or if they were on the fence just just please consider it just um we pray for the children and we pray for justice and it's the least we can do so um thank you very much for taking the time to listen to that um and so I I really appreciate all of you today, and I appreciate your time, your participation, and the subscribers, and also the new subscribers. It is an honor, it is a privilege to be with you. And again, that movie is called The Sound of Freedom. I I didn't mention that. I I think I forgot to say that. So, The Sound of Freedom with Jim Caviezel. You can look at and buy tickets on Angel studios.com the sound of freedom so i just wanted to remind myself to make sure i said it correctly and so just in closing one more thing is that you know nothing under heaven can arrest the progress of the human soul on its long pilgrimage from darkness to light from the unreal to the real and from death to immortality and from ignorance to wisdom Nothing can keep the spirit of man from God. So, everyone, I hope you have a beautiful 4th of July. Happy, happy, happy Independence Day. God bless America and the world and our children in the whole entire world. And God bless all of you. And thank you so much. And have a beautiful rest of your weekend. And I'll be back in two weeks' time. This has been your host, Ray Trujillo of the Beyond Earth Show. Thank you so much. Bye.